2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio.
3: Welcome to Authentic You Radio. And thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, Intuitive Astrologer and Numerologer.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's uh, episode of Living Astrology. Here we are today with the new moon, and this new moon happens to bring with it a solar eclipse. So we are having some really interesting energy going on today. I hope everybody is doing well with it. And um, we're going to talk a lot about the new moon today and the different kinds of things that are are brought up by that. Um, My guests today are Jana Matthews from New Moon Manifesting, and she uh does a lot of work with the new moon and the full moon. And then as usual with the full or with the new moon, I will also have Cleo join us at the end for a meditation on what the Taurus energy new moon is all about. So, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the stars this week, um or what's up in the sky, let's say. Uh this new moon is in Taurus and It brings with it an annular solar eclipse. Now, this is one of those eclipses that, if we could see it here in the northern hemisphere, would be very beautiful to look at because the moon basically blots out all but the corona of the sun and it looks like a ring of fire. And I just thought it was interesting that the bulk of this particular eclipse is being seen in the South Pacific, which is, of course, known as the ring of fire. So let's hope it doesn't bring with us a bunch of earthquakes. Uh, around the Ring of Fire over the next couple of weeks. Um, Today also marks the day, kind of at the same time the eclipse is occurring, the uh, planet Venus moves out of Taurus and on into Gemini. So for those of you uh, in relationships, you might find that the next couple of weeks while Venus is in Gemini are a very much lighter energy, more communicative, more social in fact, often when Venus is in Gemini, we find ourselves involved in, you know, uh, spring, around this time of the year, spring parties or barbecues. And of course, here we have, uh, at least in the United States, I don't know if we, if we celebrate this around the world, but we have Mother's Day this coming weekend. So it'll be a great time with Venus in, in the, the sign of Gemini to socialize and, uh, you know, get together with family and friends. Uh, on the 15th, of this month so just a week or so a week a less than a week from today we have mercury joining up with venus in gemini and of course mercury's the planet that rules gemini so that means that things i think things are going to get really kind of busy along the the communication lines so you might find a lot of emails going back and forth telephone calls uh friends uh, and and family get togethers so it, it should be a very interesting couple of weeks. And then, of course, the sun will also move into Gemini not long after that. And when the moon joins in Gemini, again, we'll have this stellium of planets that are landing in one sign. And, uh, and again, a stellium is just a word that refers to a grouping of planets, typically four or more, uh, that find themselves in one sign. Uh, interestingly enough, this week I was guided to pick up a book that I, I've actually had this book for, I don't know, maybe five years. And uh, I, I remember getting it because I got really interested in my own chart in the, the fact that my moon and Pluto were in a very tight conjunction. And I just wondered what that might mean. And this book happens to be about that. But I also found some really interesting things I would like to read to you uh, from here that kind of symbolically tell us about the relationship between the Earth, the sun, and the moon. And by the way, the name of the book is called The Hades Moon, and it is uh, written by Judy Hall. And I'm reading from um, the, geez, just about the first couple of paragraphs in the book that really caught my, uh, my attention, and here we go. Symbolically... Earth can be seen as representing physical incarnation and material life. Its deeper, instinctual energies are an archaic, ingrained, collective level of earthy consciousness, while the sun is the pull to spirit and self, a differentiation into individuality and separate awareness. It is the life-giver, a source of power and indicator of destiny. The receptive moon acts as a bridge and a mediator between the two, No one can look at the sun directly without being blinded, so the reflective moon vitalizes and fertilizes earth by stepping down the sun's light. It then destroys and annihilates consciousness by shutting off that bright light so that the forces of the instinctual can rise up for a time and engulf the earth. This rhythmic cycle holds the balance for the polarities embodied in the apparent duality of earthly existence, sex and gender, light and dark, day and night, God and goddess, life and death, left and right brain functions, etc. So having read this, I thought how interesting it was because those three bodies, we, we don't often, even in astrology, we don't often take the earth into consideration and where it is placed in a chart. But that's sort of one of those things that I've been looking at lately because there is a point that we can look at and see where that is. And typically the earth is in the exact opposite sign of the sun in your chart. So if you're a sun sign Gemini, that means my earth would be in Sagittarius and so on down the line. Now, I was also looking up at the sky. One of the the few times in the Pacific Northwest here where our skies are clear at night uh, or even during the day, and actually I observed this in the day, where I could see the very slim, waning crescent moon. And I thought how interesting it was to be able to see that and to see how uh, much of a sliver it was that far in front of what was considered the new moon. And in fact, this was like two or three days ago I I was um, contemplating that it looked to me as if the new moon was only a day away, but really I was still looking at two or three days away. And so that led me to something called the dark of the moon. And this was fascinating because in the dark of the moon, it's considered to be the three days before and up to the new moon. And some people even consider it uh, the dark of the moon, the first day of the new moon. And that's because you really don't see anything of the new moon until maybe a day or so later when you again begin to see the little sliver uh, uh, showing up uh, as the uh, waning or the waxing moon. So I... I was also reading in the same book, The Hades Moon, that the three-day dark of the moon, not, at the three-day dark of the moon, nothing is visible. Blackness prevails, meaning the goddess has withdrawn her face from the world. And that means that the dark of the moon is a time for introspection, moving into oneself and having visions, for purifying and releasing old patterns, for allowing the past to break down into fertile compost so that something new can emerge, the moment of transformation and renewal. And I know I was on Facebook today and I was reading through several different people's posts about what their experiences had been of late in terms of dreams and the way they had been feeling and sort of the symbology in their dreams. And so this really made sense to me that at the dark of the moon, as we were going into a more introspective mode um, that we would be more in tune with some of the more intuitive, instinctual things that can come up to us through dreams and through visions. And then the new moon, of course, which is what we're talking about mostly today, uh, which, by the way, occurs at 5.28 p.m. on the Pacific coast, and so we are actually in, still in the dark of the moon, if you will. But the new moon is the time then to plan fresh projects, to prepare for bringing that vision out into the light to conceive new patterns and receive fresh inspiration. So I thought that was really interesting information. And then, of course, our new moon is in Taurus. And Taurus is a sign known for manifesting and for bringing in our intentions very powerfully. And so that brings me to my guest today, whose uh, whose website is New Moon Manifesting, and my guest is Jana Matthews. And Jana is a writer, workshop leader, and keynote speaker whose expertise in helping people manifest their dreams into reality dovetails nicely with her knowledge of the new moon and the full moon. Uh, so today, Janet and I will be discussing the energy of the new moon and Taurus. We will be doing some charts, and we will be taking calls with any questions that people have about how the new moon affects them personally. Jana, are you on the line? I am. Thank you, Janet. I'm
4: excited to Hi. be here.
1: Yes, thank you and, and welcome to Living Astrology on this wonderful day. I, I I'm guessing that you have been receiving questions from some of your uh clients and, and uh readers about this new moon, right?
4: Absolutely. We actually held our call last night for the new moon, so we had some some great comments and questions that came in about it. But I'm very excited about this Taurus moon.
1: Yeah. Uh, Taurus is one of those wonderful uh, signs that rules the second house in astrology. And so the second house is, of course, the house of money or resources, how we earn money. Um, it also rules our self-worth and how worthy we feel we are to receive. And in that is also the value that we place on things uh, and upon our, ourselves. So this new moon, then, can be very powerful in helping us align our energies with the things that we really want to bring into the, to our existence, Right.
4: You're right, and that's a very important point because often we try to manifest things that may be what other people want for us or what they want, and they're trying to project it onto us to manifest it. And so it is kind of a vital time to really look at what it is you want to create and make sure that they are aligned with your values and things that you want. Otherwise, manifesting, that's going to be very difficult.
1: You know, that that's a really good point because sometimes people have their thoughts even on things that they don't want,
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> and of
1: course, then we wonder why you know several weeks down the line with the with the full moon maybe or even sooner in some people 's cases, we get exactly the opposite of what we thought we were intending. Have you heard that from people too?
4: Oh absolutely, and that's you know that 's a great point because we're constantly creating whether it 's consciously or unconsciously, so we want to learn to be as conscious as possible with our thoughts because that 's the seed that begins the whole process. <laughs>
1: It, it's kind of one of those funny things that you know we tend to, I don't know how many of you listeners out there do this too, but I've even caught myself in trying to identify what it is I want by what it is I don't want. <laughs> so uh, I use the example uh, often with um, people who are looking for the perfect relationship, right, their new love interest or what have you, and they start telling me all about the things that they don't want. I don't want a man who drinks. I don't I want you know, I don't want somebody who's out partying all the time. Uh they but then I have to make them stop because what they're doing is sort of energizing exactly what they don't want to them as opposed mm-hmm. to uh the things that they really do want. So that's an important point to look at. Now um you know, why do you think it is, from just from your perspective? I know from my perspective what I think. But why do you think looking at our charts or thinking about the new moon is important? What does that mean well, to you?
4: For me, it's important because then I can sort of determine what energetically is going on between not only the house that it's in but what astrological sign it's in. Because, And I had this come up last night. The One of the gals had a... Um, her sun is in Taurus and her moon is in Taurus and then she asked the question is my house also in the second house and I said well not necessarily it just depends and so we do have to look at so many different facets to really figure out where should my interest lie with you know manifesting this month
1: right and that's where that's really important thought here because the um the reason I began doing anything with the new moon was because I I discovered as an astrologer looking at someone's chart in their in their personal chart and noting where that new moon was by house, you could get an idea of the direction things were going for them so that they would line up uh, their intentions and the things they were trying to create with the well of available energy that was there for them and um, and I found that to be a very powerful combination and I know I have a couple of friends whose birthdays were uh, just yesterday. And, of course, if your birthday was yesterday or even today, you're dealing not only with a um, a new moon, but a solar eclipse as well, setting the tone for you for the entire year. So in that case, looking at your chart is so, so important, right?
4: Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um, we're actually going to take some callers today. I have uh, several people who had provided me with their birth charts or their birth information so we could look at charts Um, So we'll actually get an idea and see how this sort of rhythm is flowing for people. And I always find this fascinating because um, it seems to me throughout time, as as I've done these charts, that people seem to already have an idea of what is going on in their own life, irregardless of whether they know their charts or not. And I love that. That means that they're tuning in, right? They're tuned Mm in to their their intuition or they're listening or they kind of get an idea. Maybe they're tuned into their soul, even, because I kind of feel like this is a a, a soul path that that people are on. Uh, but before I get into some of the charts, I thought maybe we could talk about what Taurus as a sign represents, because there are several key areas, of course, that it rules. And that's in astrology, for, for my listeners, the um, idea about what a sign uh, represents is called rules, uh, rulerships. So if I use the word Taurus rules, Understand it just means that it's the um, it's the area that that it has ownership over, if you will. And of course, one of the most important things that Taurus rules is money. Um, the whole idea of accumulating uh, material goods, of owning things, and of having possessions. So often, with a Taurus transit like this, um, intentions can be uh, kind of focused in on the material world and on the things. Uh, or the the money that you need in order to move forward with with something else that you're trying to create in your life. Taurus also rules the physical senses, and so you've got your um, the idea of the of the things that make you comfortable. Um, I, I kind of like Taurians in general because they tend to be collectors. They like to have certain things around them, um, and and so they're because their senses are so triggered. Um, by the things or the smells or any of the senses that get triggered. Um, and uh, Taurus is the first earth sign. First as in Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, and then Taurus is the second, um, and it is the first earth sign. And so everything to do with life on earth is involved with this particular uh, placement of the new moon. And um, the the idea of contentment and gratitude um having a rapport with nature, getting to the outdoors, all that stuff. Very, very interesting right now with this. You know, maybe you need to spend more time outdoors or maybe you're trying to build something because that's also part of the Taurus makeup is building, sort of getting that solid foundation and persistence, thoroughness, perseverance, staying the course. Um, Have you ever heard the saying that Taurians are stubborn? Um It comes from they are the sign that tends to stay the course uh the reliability, so patience and trustworthiness, steadfastness all uh words that we could use to describe Taurus energy um and another key piece of Taurus energy right now is self worth so I mean Jana, when you were talking with people last night, did you get a sense of uh people working on issues around their self worth and values and that kind of thing? Absolutely.
4: Isn't that something we're constantly working on? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, true, true. But at this particular point, this is rather point, uh, potent, let's say, energy, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: the self-worth is something that Taurus is vitally involved with. Um, well, one of the nice things about Taurus, too, is it it
4: really strengthens our willpower. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's very vital um, when you're working on self-esteem issues or on anything it's just to stay like you say, staying the course and making sure that you have that commitment and if you can stay with it with this Taurus energy, it will really help you throughout the entire year.
1: absolutely. The other thing interesting about Taurus as it pertains to you know like what you're talking about the staying power and so forth, is also setting appropriate boundaries so that you are where you need to be, but you're not being taken advantage of or you're not. Um, so stuck that you can't see when it's time to to move on, Uh, because that's another Taurus trait is that idea that they can get in a rut. So using Mm -hmm. the new moon then with Taurus in any place in your life where you're stuck can allow you to maybe move beyond uh, some of the boundaries that you've placed on yourself. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Taurians are known for being stubborn and being inflexible in some cases, too. So, uh, if you find those characteristics are part of your makeup, uh, and maybe they're standing in the way of you creating something for yourself in this lifetime, then this time can be very useful for setting intentions around being more uh, more flexible, as opposed to staying, you know, rigid or stuck. Now, well, and I side, think the eclipse course-
4: energy will also help with that because the eclipses will help us break out of, you know, some of those self-imposed limitations.
1: Right, yeah. You know, that's a good point, Jana, because, you know, when that I was reading from the book about how the sun is the the seed of the will and uh sort of the the desire to keep moving forward in life, the moon is if you think of the dynamic of an eclipse, the moon is moving in front of the sun, kind of between mm-hmm. the earth and the sun. So for a short time, the will is being blotted out where much more of the intuitive gifts can come in the the intuitive knowing and that's why i think this new moon with an eclipse is very powerful for setting intentions because inside of us we have this idea of what it is we need of where we want it to go and mm-hmm. so we can use this energy uh, it sort of it it makes the eclipse makes the new moon that much more powerful in this in this time So I I think we're, you know, set to take a couple of callers here. Um, The first one that I wanted to take, her name is Liat. Liat, I hope I'm saying that properly. Um, Liat, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here. It's Liat.
1: Liat, okay. Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I got your message that you weren't able to open up the uh, one. I actually did.
2: I just okay. uh, I just
1: was able to open it. Yes. Oh, very good. But we we're just going through some of that information. So, uh I think you know, at least you have an idea of what Taurus represents in your chart. And I as I was looking at your chart, I noticed that this whole uh complex of planets in uh Taurus are just about ready to leave your 7th house and move into your 8th house. And that's always uh, a time when really the energy of, in this case, transformation is sort of pulling at you. The eighth house represents everything to do with um, death and rebirth, and it also uh, brings in a time for us to to really be able to look at what is um, stopping us from moving forward. What are our needs? You know, how can we build ourselves uh, a foundation in this case that is more in alignment? with the direction that we want to move in in our lives. And then for you, this is in opposition uh, to the second house cusp, which is the house of money and self-worth and is ruled by Taurus. So this seems like a very powerful new moon solar eclipse for you. Do you kind of feel that too?
2: Yeah, I've been doing a lot. Like I do feel like I'm at a crossroads right now and I feel like everything is about to shift, like work, money, like there's nothing that's stable right now. So it's like <laughs> like yeah. a molten underneath
1: your feet. It's going to cave in.
2: Yeah, and I've been doing a lot of meditation to try to get some answers and to just well, And, stay and that's
1: always that's always a really good thing to do in cases like this. Um, one of the things for everybody, including you at this point, Liat, is that the um, the new moon is sitting at 19 degrees Taurus, and in opposition to that new moon is the North Node. Uh, or destiny, and it is at nineteen degrees uh, of Scorpio, so the opposite sign is Scorpio, but that also means that the uh, the new moon is in, is sitting at the south node, so we have the, and the south node is sort of representative of karma and kind of the gifts and talents that we've brought in uh, with us into this life and it seems like then this would be a really good time for you to reassess what are my gifts what are my talents and to move uh forward in that respect and um this is really interesting because every week before i do a show i pull a, an oracle card and just to get an idea of what's the theme going to be for this show what are people going to be most concerned with mm-hmm. and so i went to the um the ascended masters deck and yeah. Ascended Master's uh, deck is uh, a a Doreen Virtue deck. And I pulled the card, Focus Upon Your Strengths. And the the Ascended Master that's represented by that is uh, Apollo, the sun god. So I thought that was really unique. So let me quickly read this card to you because I think it holds some information for you that you might find very important. This card reminds you to focus upon your strengths and not upon any perceived weaknesses. Your strengths could include your loving heart, pure intentions, people skills, hobbies, or something that you excel in. Even if your talents still need polishing, these are strengths and assets. The more you bless and appreciate your strengths, the stronger they'll grow. If you focus upon so-called weaknesses, they will grow. This card comes to you as a reminder of the importance of viewing yourself with compassion and love. Anytime you find yourself thinking or feeling poorly about yourself, Focus upon your strengths instead. And so um, I'm guessing that almost everybody could could benefit from ha- having heard this, and I just think it's actually kind of um, synchronistic, if you will, that, that Apollo is the Greek god of the sun, and uh, he's a powerful deity, and he brings out uh, literally our physical strength, uh, our ability to move forward with will. So it's almost... Uh, it's just too synchronistic for me, so I had to bring that up to you. So focus on your strengths. Focus on the direction that you want to go. And then that allows you the space to sort of do the things that you need to do to transform.
2: Right, because I'm feeling right now that, like, I don't have any purpose in my life, and that's what's been getting me down. Like, I like to feel like I'm contributing and being useful and helping people, and it's just right now there's just nothing going on. It's
1: interesting because your destiny is actually in the second house. So the north node for you by birth is in the second house. So maybe there's something there for you to uh, to look at and, and about how you help people maybe setting attentions, um, looking at what they desire in their lives. Because right now I don't know what kind of work you're doing, but uh, if I remember correctly, weren't you working in an office and and yes. that job sort of was ending and yeah then you hadn't I'm still, been getting paid
2: right still going on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you're
1: doing this all without pay, was that correct Yes. so i I would really look at what am I doing that for right what what's the what's the payoff here for me to do this because I think it's stopping you from moving forward into doing things that really benefit you. It's okay to want to help people and to be, you know, a humanitarian or, you know, feel like you want to serve. Um, but at some point, you cross the line from service into servility. So do you know understand what I mean by that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to do, like, one-on-one counseling because I think I'm very good at cheerleading others on. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of marketing myself is not my strength. Like, I feel weird about doing that, you know, and I don't know... I mean, I was thinking of maybe just posting on Facebook about it because I have a lot of friends on there and see. But, I mean, I don't, just to put it out into the universe kind of a thing. Yeah. But, well, you know what
1: you could do? Because this, uh, this moon, of course, is very powerful in setting intentions. So maybe the intention is that you can attract to you the people that will help you uh, meet that goal of marketing yourself. Right, because it seems like that might be your first step. How do I position myself out in the world um, as a counselor? Does that feel right?
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, because this is, of course, the whole purpose of this new moon is to set intentions. What direction do I want to move in now? And um, so I think that might be your first step. Who do I need to attract into my into my life that can help me with this? Do you have any other thoughts on that yourself, Jana?
4: Um, I did have a thought that, um, you know, we, 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 as a, as an entrepreneur, we don't always have all the key strengths to run a business. And so outsourcing those pieces where you feel uncomfortable would be vital. The other thought that kind of came to mind was, is there any fear about putting yourself out there? Because, um, it often can be a difficult thing to put ourselves out there in that capacity. We feel vulnerable and exposed in some way, so you may want to kind of look at that and see if there's any fears around those.
2: Yeah, definitely fears have been coming up around that, because it's just I'm used to having, like, a stable income. That's how I feel most comfortable, and, and working for yourself, there's no guarantee. It all goes by how much clients you can have a month, you know what I mean, to pay your bills and and so on. So it just makes me a little bit nervous, the whole idea, but sure, I don't but really want, want to,
4: work to tie- Something you want to tie into is that the universe is your supply. It's not you creating the money source or someone else giving it to you. It's the universe that's giving you the money. And by by shifting your perspective on where money comes from, then you'll be in this endless flow of abundance versus you managing or creating the money yourself.
1: Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that that's really good, Janice. Or right, jana, and the other thing that comes up you know for this too is that uh tourists you know it does rule money, but resources can come in lots of different ways, and the universe is very creative at times about how things can come to us, um including you know who who knows maybe somebody volunteers to help you get yourself positioned uh and and get you out there and so you you just have to stay open with this and you know say to the universe what you want, let the universe decide the how. You know, don't put a money uh, limit on it, and, and don't limit yourself or the universe in any way.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, yeah, Leah, I mean, we'll see. Have... Okay, thank you.
1: No, no, okay. go ahead. Gonna no, I was
2: just going to say, like, one of my Facebook friends was sort of like a resource, like you were saying, because she offered me the opportunity to write a monthly blog, and she would include it in her monthly newsletter. So that kind of came to mind when you said that about resources. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's
4: great exposure.
1: Yes, it is. A great place to start and get your, you know, kind of get your feet wet out there.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So go for it. Set the intentions. We're going to go through a meditation a little bit later on in in the episode today where uh, maybe you can get an idea of how to set some intentions. Okay?
2: Okay, sounds great. Thank you so much
1: both of you for your insight. You're very welcome. And thank you for calling today. All right. The uh um, next person I would like to call on is art Art Villa. Are you out there art? Yes, I'm here. Hi Hello. there. How are you today?
3: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
1: I'm doing great. thank you. Um, I thought your chart was really interesting here <laughs> there's your your um if you're looking at the chart that I sent you, the uh planets Mars, Mercury, the sun, and the moon are all aspecting your natal positions of Jupiter and Mars and eventually the sun. And it seems like there's a lot of um, idea here about setting up a foundation uh, or or becoming more secure or stable financially, uh, and maybe even much more so in in the terms of the career or or, um, profession that you're actually working in. Can you fill us in a little bit about what's going on for you?
3: Well, um I I've been in software development, but I've actually uh taken taken a few years off to to try and you know basically uh seek the truth and figure out what's really going on in the world. And oh. um so I I have a, a big humanitarian um desire to to you know help um uh, you know end some nonsense in the world and and get us to a golden era. Um and so moving into something um uh, that that helps that along is is very important to me and then of course uh, uh getting getting the finances swelling again is is going to be something that'll be uh important for me as well
1: so, right so the um the validation i can give you in this is of course the, the north node is destiny in our charts your north node is in the sixth house of uh, doing work that is of a service nature or of a, an altruistic or humanitarian uh, type nature. And it is conjunct uh, Venus in your chart. So it seems like if you're setting intentions right now around attracting to you um, the funds necessary to establish this foundation or take this foundation to the next level, um, that this would be a very successful time for you to do that. As what's happening here is you're able to establish your authority in the world uh, when you have transits like this, and it is a process of you also claiming your authority. You know what is going on, and and you know how to position it. I think uh, I actually checked out your website. Is yours the one that's newrenaissance.com? dot com?
3: Yeah, yeah, the next Renaissance, and it's um,
1: <laughs> oh, the next something... Renaissance. That's what it.
3: Yep. And uh, it's something that I've I've tossed out there, and I I don't update it as much as I could, but um, it's something that um, is an accumulation of of interests and and, uh, uh, different truths that I've found along the way
1: Mm -hmm. uh, over
3: the last couple of years. Uh, You were going to mention something about it. What what were you going to say about it?
1: Well, the thing that I was going to mention about this is that the planet Chiron, is uh, almost because you're, you're closing in on your 50th birthday here in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. and Chiron is coming back to station at its natal position in your chart. Chiron represents all of the unveiling of some of these things that have been going on behind the scenes. Um, it also represents all the alternatives that we have uh, to tip us more over into a sustainable uh, economy and, uh, you know, being more environmentally conscious and that kind of thing. So it seems to me that you've picked a perfect space right now where you could be creating some real success for yourself in this way. The only thing standing in your way then would be any beliefs that you had uh, about not being successful in this way, uh, of not being able to um, to have a strong enough foundation to do this work. So I, I say... You know, set your intentions for what you want this to be for the world and then move in that direction. Don't allow yourself any second-guessing, anything that is going to stand uh, against what it is you're trying to create because for you, um, you've got some key planets lined up right now to really help sustain you in this. And I might also add that Saturn right now is is very close to your midheaven and the midheaven is just meaning the planet that would be, you know, close to 12 noon uh if you were looking overhead and it has a lot of power. And Saturn brings things into focus. And so if you can, you know, using this moon, find the thing that you could focus on that would trigger you into more recognition and success. Does that make sense? Yes.
3: Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I I do know about the new moons, and so I will be setting intentions uh, and really focusing in uh, really over the next um, seven days, right? Uh, Is that the whole new moon phase?
1: Yeah, I I usually think that the first 48 hours after the new moon, so uh, from about 5.30 today, West Coast time, uh, until 5.30 or so Sunday, are going to be the most powerful um, actually, today's only Thursday, so through Saturday are the most powerful uh, times for manifesting and setting intention. However, you know if if it comes later on in the week, you know don't don't uh, hesitate to go ahead and set your intention. So, but using these first two days, those are the most powerful times. Okay.
3: Okay. Very good. Uh-
1: all right, well, good luck to you in this and uh I would love for you to check back in with us and tell us how things go, maybe with the next new moon.
3: Very good. I I, I will and uh thank you so much for for reading my uh, You're welcome. my chart. Okay.
1: All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, uh let's bring on Alex. Alex.
2: Hello. How are you? How are you doing?
1: Sounds good. good, so you know you are probably the one that has the most interesting new moon here, and I think oh, wow. everybody everybody out there listening is going to be able to resonate with this um because your particular new moon is happening in the twelfth house, and the twelfth house is the place where we have a lot of fear,
2: limitations,
1: mm-hmm. or the thoughts of that we uh use to limit ourselves self sabotage unconscious patterns. All these kinds of things, in, in in a way that cover up our true self, our true divine self. And I got to tell you a funny story about this, Alex. Because once upon a time, like maybe nine years ago, I had this same setup with all of the new moon planets happening in my twelfth house, and I flippantly said to the universe, "Release me from any of the blocks and limitations in my life that I I wanted to move forward fearlessly." And I mean to tell you, I lost my house. (laughs) I almost lost my business. Uh, I had had so many things happen to me uh, over that that new moon period. And I I just happened to, uh, later on, it it was funny. At the time, it was devastating. But I was mentioning this to a a friend who was an astrologer, and she said, well, did you remind the universe that you would like to be released of these things with ease and grace? And I said, well, no, of course not. So be be very careful. This is a great time for you to let go of anything that you feel is dogging you or is um, standing in your way, Um, any old thought patterns, fears in particular, um, anything things going on in your mind that are acting to imprison you. But I remind you so that you don't have to suffer what I suffered, Uh, is to ask the universe to release you with ease and grace or something in my highest and best good so that it doesn't become a watershed event um, Mm -hmm. that can really create havoc for you. Okay? Okay. But definitely face this one down because remember, uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the fact Mm -hmm. that you also have Jupiter and Lilith in this part of your chart. Now, they're not being hit directly by this, um, this eclipse or the new moon, but they will be in the next couple of weeks. And, okay. you know, we do have another eclipse coming up as we get to uh, May 25th, So and that one's a lunar eclipse. So you're kind of going to get t- two, two bangs for your buck here because you're having, you know, this new moon where you can set some intentions and then the lunar eclipse where you can, you know, do some more releasing. So make sure it's all done with ease and grace and that the things you let go of were truly the things that were standing in the way of you being authentic to you. And I love that oh. since we're on the authentic u media network here or radio network yeah. we're we're becoming more authentic, okay, yes, okay. How's your health doing? Are you feeling more energetic or are you still kind of lagging energetically
3: no i'm i'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better, but that comes through uh uh not necessarily always better diet but uh better exercise and just a better attitude I guess taking better care still, of yourself. Yeah, and I'm not feeling so bogged down. I'm, I'm handling some of the issues that like plague my mind a little bit better, and not okay. letting it not letting it uh, weigh me down so much. Good for you.
1: Yeah, you know the yeah. truth about, in in my estimation, the truth of this new moon for you is uncovering the divine self, right? That mm-hmm. uh, if I could say that the you with the capital T, the, the true Alex. And once you get through all this gunk that's covered over old beliefs and just the debris of, of things that you've thought that weren't true about yourself, then you get to the, the real truth of who you are, and that is a divine being that has limitless ability to create and uh, have the things that they want to have in this life. So just keep that in mind as you go through this time of releasing and definitely reach out if you find yourself getting bogged down or depressed or anything, because that can happen when we're doing a lot of releasing. Yeah. Okay. And it's great that you were
3: yeah. It was great that you were using the Doreen Virtue cards. I just listened to her on Wednesday and it kinda helped too. It kinda helped too.
1: (laughs) I I used to own a metaphysical bookstore. So I have oh probably fifteen different decks. Of, of cards that uh, were left over once I closed the store and so I use them I use them um, in my own life and I use them for people when I do readings for people I often pull a card first to find out what is the theme going to be about for this person so um, so the idea here then is to what? focus upon your strengths and let go of your weaknesses Eat with ease and grace
3: with ease in and your grace.
1: highest and oh, best, yeah. best good in yeah,
3: your highest and best good
1: All right, Alex. Thank you so much. I love talking to you as always. Thank Um, you. All right. Take care out there.
2: All right. You too. All right.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. And now I would like to bring on Joy. And we're getting close to the time we're going to do our meditation. So, Joy, I have about three minutes here. Are you there? Okay. Yes, I am. All right, you are having your new moon of course, up at uh and yours is the one that I thought was interesting too, because it's conjunct Jupiter, so it would seem to me that you're poised uh for some sort of growth in in the coming um uh weeks and months of of this eclipse season. You know eclipses have sort of an echo that occurs throughout uh the next year or so um based on how long the eclipse is actually lasting. So this eclipse, even though it happens today, will have echoes throughout the next, uh, I think it's 14 to 18 months. So what you begin today uh, with the new moon might have implications for a very long period of time. And so because yours is happening right there at the cusp of the house of spirit, um, the house of beliefs, and the things that come through your intuitive self, Um, And Jupiter, by the way, is at your midheaven. So the gentleman I spoke to earlier who had Saturn at his midheaven uh, calling him to focus in on one particular thing, yours is actually calling you to focus on growth and expansion. Does that seem kind of in alignment with where you're going?
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm delighted. You know, it's been hard, and I'm really ready
4: to um, step up.
1: Ah, perfect verbiage. Step up mm-hmm. and step out. <laughs> so yes. um, that that's exactly uh, what we want to do: is step up and step out, or that's what you want to do. And this seems to have a growth for you in the, like I said, the house of beliefs and uh, spirit, kind of your connection to your higher self, becoming more open mm-hmm. to listening from. That part of your mind, as opposed to the lower mind, because the lower mind is of course where the ego is, the higher mind is of course has a higher perspective has a much uh wider viewpoint if you will on on what's going on.
0: That's wonderful.
4: I yeah. see that uh that Saturn and destiny is in my third house the right. point opposition. what what does that mean?
1: Well, pretty much in this case, you know, Saturn in Scorpio has sort of been triggering all of our core essences. For you, the core uh-huh. essence that's being triggered is maybe one of a lack of self-worth. Because Saturn for you is still in the second house. It's not quite up to the point where hmm. it where destiny is. So uh, maybe then if you can get to the truth of the value that you have uh, of who you are, the intrinsic value that you have then maybe things become a little easier for you in this next period of growth and expansion. Um,
0: Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, everybody, we we tend to think of ourselves in terms of what we can uh, offer other people. We completely forget that we are complete and whole and worthy just as we are. And we came into this planet that way. It's just all these other things that have kind of covered that up for us. So remember who you are. And as I just told Alex, I'm going to remind you of the card. Focus upon your strengths. What brings value to you? Okay. Thank you so much.
4: All right. So Thank much. you,
1: Joy. You're very welcome. Yes. And you take care.
2: You also. Oh, Jana, Thank this you.
1: is great talking to all these people. Uh, I I really see like a, a sense of optimism out here. Do you did you see sense that?
4: Oh, absolutely. It, every single person seemed like there's opportunities for um, profound growth in, you know, their passion and their destiny, and that's where we all need to be moving towards. So uh, it's wonderful that you present this opportunity for people to understand themselves better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am going to bring on my friend, Cleo, uh, who is going to lead us through about a a five-and-a-half-minute meditation. And, of course, that meditation's purpose is to get us all in alignment with the uh, the things that Taurus Uh, represents for us and to allow us to see how we can be open to creating uh, from intention. Cleo are you out there yet?
0: I'm here are you Uh, ready?
1: Hi we are ready so Michelle you're going to mute me and Jana and everybody settle back in their seats and get ready
0: right. just take a nice deep breath and breathe gently easily as we step gently into the new moon energy of Taurus. Because Taurus has such a powerful grounding effect, take a moment to ground your energy into Mother Earth, sending a strong root system deep into the Earth, knowing she holds you with great love as she supports you here and now. What does the new moon in Taurus stand for you? And how will the eclipse in a Taurus affect you? And what does this Taurus new moon want to say to you? What lies in your path to honor? What is your intention within the energy of Taurus, coupled with the powerful effect of the solar eclipse? Your attention on your intention is what makes the difference. The new moon in Taurus is here to help you open up to a new life while exploring a new way to appreciate all you have. Live in gratitude, enjoy simple physical pleasures, the love of nature, satisfaction, and contentment. Consider your state of mind as Taurus energy shows you who you are, and what you want through accumulation, who you choose to be with money, material comforts, ownership, and possessions. Taurus energy opens you up to look at your self-worth and bring to the surface your awareness of personal need, setting appropriate boundaries, strong values, determination, and self-acceptance. Consider who you are in your physical senses with words and experiences such as sensuality, heightened tactical massage, Physical comfort, aromas, and tastes. This is a good time to pay attention to your physical needs. What do thoughts like paying attention to your physical body and restoring health in these areas bring to mind? Coughs, throat chin, neck, thyroid gland, voice, and vocal cords. Taurus New Moon and the Solar Eclipse is also here to help you see with awareness what you can let go of. It's a perfect time to explore challenging issues such as Inflexibility, stubbornness, attachment, resistance to change, possessiveness, holding dogmatic opinions, and stagnation. Just breathe and become aware, and just let it all go. Taurus New Moon also supports you in exploring and strengthening your physical side as well as the practical aspects with words like reliability, patience, dependability, trustworthiness, and steadfastness. This is also a perfect time To start building a solid foundation. Persistence where it matters. Progressing step by step. Thoroughness and perseverance. Take it all in. Gently knowing it's all within you. Take in these intentions with the love and the help of this Taurus new moon, coupled with the power of the solar eclipse. With gratitude, see this great being you know as Taurus, loving you throughout this next cycle. You can do it with awareness and ease.
1: Thank you very much, Cleo. That was pretty awesome. You're welcome. I hope hope everybody uh, is back with us. Come on back, everybody. I know these kinds of meditations. Isn't she great? Mm Mm-hmm. Cleo and I are going to try to figure out one of these days how to get these meditations on her website so that uh, they are downloadable after our show. Oh, nice. Yeah, because they're just, Great. You do such a good job, Cleo.
0: Thank you. Uh, I love doing this. I'm just techno- technologically challenged.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe one of our listeners out there um can untechnologically challenge us and if anybody has any ideas how uh Cleo can uh do this or how even I can help her do this, I'm just only slightly more technologically able than she is. Um Please let me know. You can write to me at Janet at living-astrology.com. So in the few minutes that we have left here, Cleo, why don't you let people know how they can reach you. Uh, Maybe they would like to have some um, uh, time to spend with you on learning more about soul talks and the kinds of things you do.
0: Certainly. You can reach me at inner-vision.net.
1: Perfect. And um, Cleo is also wonderful at taking groups through meditations and so forth. So if any of you out there uh, want to uh, uh, talk to Cleo about that, reach her at that website. And my friend Jana, my New Moon Manifesting girl, tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
4: You can reach me at newmoonmanifesting.com.
1: Uh, In fact, I was at your site just a little bit before the show started today, um, and I saw that you had a really nice article there about the new moon and about the the solar eclipse. Um, But I was really intrigued by a question that you and I didn't get to last time. I only have a few minutes left here, but I wanted to have you talk to us a little bit about how we would work with the new moon to fulfill our destinies. What are your thoughts on that?
4: (laughs) One of the reasons I that I like <laughs> I love working with the new moon is just the fact that um it brings us to an emotional still point. At least for most of us, it doesn't happen for everybody, but um emotions are the biggest thing that get in our way and um and they're also the things that really propel us. And so we need to learn how to work with them and understand what um, lies beneath the surface, what are the unconscious emotions that are hindering us, and what emotions are really helping us and move forward. And in doing that, um, just that little piece of, of understanding your emotions better, you'll have a better grasp of who you are and learn how to release those emotions so that you can focus on just the ones that really accentuate what you want to achieve.
1: That, that's perfect. And you know what? I think people don't really understand sometimes is how powerful emotions are when it comes to us um, creating something. Uh, because if our emotions are not in alignment with what we're trying to create, uh, then we seem to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Has that been in your experience too? That oh, that, that absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you
4: feel like you're spinning your wheels, and you know, <laughs> it's just it's one more tool along with the many tools that we have, it's just understanding ourselves better and how to work with the flow of energy instead of resisting it and and uh, sort of swimming upstream, so to speak.
1: Right, right. Only the salmon can swim upstream
4: and negotiate
1: <laughs> it beautifully, right? And come to what exactly.
4: To <laughs> Too much work for the rest of us.
1: Yeah, yeah. or I, I suppose it could work, but we have to inject so much energy into it that, you know, like the salmon, we'd end up dead <laughs> at the end. Of,
4: exactly. The yeah, end why that. not learn yeah. to flow with it and work with it instead of fighting against it?
1: Absolutely. My my sentiments exactly. Thus, the things that you do uh, with the new moon and the full moon and the, and the way that I can help people with charts becomes something that is so important in helping kind of get – equilibrium uh, a sense of direction and to sort mm-hmm. of restore people to the joy and and uh and bliss that we we're here to really experience, right?
4: Exactly, and they're fabulous tools to help us do that. So yeah. I, I applaud your talents in, you know, providing this for the service for people because it's fabulous.
1: Oh, thank you and and you know, I could say the same for you and because you also do classes and so forth on this uh each month, right?
4: I do. Yes, I have the
1: classes. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Jana, for being here today and holding space with me and working with people and talking about the different ways that we can manifest. And again, um, next month Jana will be with us when we talk about the new moon in Gemini, and that's always my favorite time, as I'm a Gemini, of course, so I look forward (laughs) to that. (laughs) feel like you're coming home, don't you? Yeah, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Um, And next week my guest will be Cornelia Dengel, and we will be dealing with the energy of the planet in our What's Up on the Planet segment. Um, Remember last month we had people call in and volunteer to go through processing the fears or emotions that are standing in their way, and I will be doing the same thing with Cornelia next week. So that will be next week Thursday. All right, everybody. Well, enjoy the new moon and the solar eclipse, and I wish you all a very uh, positive week, let's say, and that you focus on your strengths. Everybody have a stellar week. Thank you.
3: Thank you for joining us today Join us on today. Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for readings at
1: www.living-astrology.com or by email at janetliving at astrologycom Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions.
3: Goodbye for now and have a stellar week.